Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, today with my fabulous co-host. Hey, guys. This is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. So we are going to, and I promise, I did not pick this topic to just harass Chris. <laughs> she actually picked it. She did the whole outline and everything. But the topic is, dun, 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 dun. what is it, Chris? We're going to talk about water today. Yeah. <laughs> so, so exciting um because yes. we're gonna hear her fun accent <laughs> yes so just so everyone knows i'm from philadelphia and that's how we say it or that's how i grew up saying it and it wasn't until i moved away to college in indiana that people just kept making me talk and they were like you have such a crazy accent and that's like the worst pronunciation of like that's the worst one so uh, I'm just gonna repeat it for you the whole world today <laughs> <laughs> yeah well Indiana people should talk because we we say like pop and socks <laughs> put it in a box I remember my college roommate was making fun of me because she was from Vancouver Washington and she's like oh you're gonna put your socks in a box <laughs> oh so, my gosh yeah see <laughs> But anyway, we're all just special yeah we all just have our own little things quirks mm -hmm. so let's start with our last seven days how have yours been oh my gosh what did i do uh we got back from the arnold and oh my gosh it's a blur just i know the weather is from that yeah 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 recovering from that um you know you just kind of like go through the weekend and then you get thrown into the work week so um, I, we've just been, I feel like competition season is ramping up. So I've been communicating with more clients, getting ready for spring shows and the weather's getting warmer here in North Carolina. So that's really nice. It's about 60 degrees today. So, um, I'll probably be taking some phone calls outside to enjoy the sunshine. But besides that, um, I don't think anything super crazy. I I ordered an angel competition bikini posing suit. I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they were gracious enough to um, extend an athlete sponsorship to me. And I just talked with Deb on the phone yesterday who helped me design my suit. I feel very confident with her recommendation. So I'll be really excited to take some check-in pictures in that in that new suit. Yeah, and so those of you that don't know, Deb is, um, she's actually the um, an athlete that I coach. Uh, she's been my yes. client for several years, and then she became a Glam Girl coach uh, over the last couple of years, and now she also works full-time as an angel competition bikini uh, suit specialist. So that's really cool. That's yeah. such an honor. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, I, it's been like a dream of mine, so I was really uh, excited when Deb reached out. So yeah, it'll be sweet. Whatever makes check-in pictures more fun, fun a fun suit will help. <laughs> yeah. And shameless plug, use the glam girl yes. code for the discounts. As there always. you go. But we are, we are ad free. I promise. <laughs> that <was not> planned. <laughs> um, so anyway, my, um, last seven days was, uh, well, it was exciting yesterday because I got my stitches out of my, <gasps> I had three stitches along my sternum middle of my abdomen and my belly button so um just still trying to correct my um like the hernia surgery that i had in 2019 this is mm. my fourth procedure on my belly button just because wow. it just wasn't right afterwards 
So hopefully this one works. <laughs> um, yes. But I felt so free yesterday. I actually did an evening workout just because I was released to do a workout and it had been a long time since I lifted weights, 11 days, which is a lot for me. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that is. Yeah. I only was allowed to do light cardio and my workout partner, I would join her and she would like lift the weights and I would just do like banded things. So I hadn't mm -hmm. done arms in forever and it felt so good today. We did arms and then I did like a hit workout as well and it felt really good. So it was fun to be back in uh, the swing of more intense workouts and yes. being able to push myself because just mentally it, it makes me feel so much better, you know? I agree. Yeah. I think there's uh, a part of working out that keeps a lot of us sane. So I give you a lot of credit for holding off so your body could heal, but I'm sure it was a wonderful return back to the gym. Absolutely. Yes. So we're going to talk about water today and water is such a crucial part of being a prep lifer. And I think we just, we've never really dedicated a whole podcast to it. We've talked about mm -hmm. it several different times, but I think there's a lot that goes into water in general. Probably most of you drink your gallon, uh, but we're going to kind of go into some things that water does for your body. Also, maybe the fact that, you know, not everybody, it's not a one size fits all, as we know with a unicorn prep, things are very particular to your body and what you exactly need. So we're going to kind of go over that. So Chris, do you want to just start us off with, um, sure. with kind of what water does for us? Yes. So if you don't know already, about 60% of our bodies are made up of water. So that's over half. Uh, so it's very important to make sure that uh, we are consuming that liquid and staying hydrated. Um, and if you are, you know, you don't walk around and hear a bunch of sloshing in your body unless, I mean, you've, I know sometimes if you drink a ton of water, you can feel it in your belly. But water makes up a ton of uh, different aspects of our body. So it's part of your blood volume, um, different body fluids, and it's also an integral part of your cells being healthy. Um, and attached to things like proteins, carbohydrates. So it's really dispersed throughout your body. Um, and there are seven main things that we'll cover today that your that water does for our body. Um, and I'll just list them and then we can go into detail. They are um, transporting, dissolving, cleaning, reacting, padding, and regulating temperature. So Amy, do you want to go over uh the first one yeah yeah so obviously water's not coursing through your veins or your arteries but um like a river but it does transport yeah. things from cells such as like your nutrients the oxygen and it helps your cells to grow and repair and then it gives important messages to the hormones and then it also helps with cell waste products like carbon dioxide so think of water as literally you know just like you wash yourself it's you know, it's basically cleansing your body too, and it's helping it mm -hmm. to detox and transport and get rid of what is not supposed to be there. Yes, absolutely. And uh, water is also important for dissolving, 
So that covers like anything that we put into our body. It helps with some type of breakdown. So uh, water is known as a universal solvent. So things that we're consuming, especially uh, like foods, uh, vitamins don't get broken down, but they do need some um, water within our body to help uh, like with transporting um, or just, you know, helping distribute uh, molecules. So one thing that water does not dissolve is lipids. So um, like our fats are not water soluble, but the body does need water to help surround those molecules um, so that they can be transported within the water, you know, water within our body. Yeah. Okay. And then cleaning. So like I had mentioned, it's more of like a detox. Um, So you could, you know, get rid of toxins by sweating. um, Mm -hmm. And basically your organs, like your kidneys, your liver, they're going to remove the toxins from your body as well. So yes. Yeah. And then reacting. So water is an important molecule for a lot of the chemical reactions that happen within our body. Um, So sometimes it's water is broken down sometimes it's not it's it's more or less hydrolyzed is what they say um during chemical reactions so for example when your body is breaking down sugar it's digested into two components fructose and glucose and water is part of that reaction that takes place um so it is sometimes um you know necessary for a chemical reaction to take place it plays a secondary role um and sometimes it is directly part of a chemical reaction within our body yeah and then lubricating is another factor and that is obviously with our joints and the lubrication there but also a really important one i think for prep lifers is i a lot of times i'll hear a competitor say oh i'm so constipated and i'm like Mm. "Mm, what's what's your uh, water intake there because sometimes that can be a factor in constipation if you are dehydrated. So you need to make sure that your digestive tract has plenty of fluids and lubrication to actually work properly. Yeah. And that makes a a lot of sense. I know flying, a lot of people, their digestion, they feel like every time I travel or I fly, um, and we know that flying can dehydrate you, can affect your digestive system. So making sure that you are drinking water on the airplane uh, is important for keeping your body lubricated, like Amy said. And then also it's it helps with lubricating um, our respiratory system and helping us breathe. If we didn't have, you know, when we exhale, we do exhale some, you know, we exhale carbon dioxide and some water as well. And if we didn't have that, um, our lungs would be like super tacky and really dry and it would be hard for us to breathe. So it is important for that system as well. Yeah, just to add to the um, altitude that you, obviously, yes. when you're in the air, uh, you're in high altitude, so it dehydrates you. But also, I just recently had a competitor talk about how they got altitude sickness uh, when they went to Colorado. Mm. So uh, you can get dehydrated really, really fast in the mountains, and I I have taken several trips out there uh, to the Rockies and things like that, and you'll know by when you try to do cardio out there, you're totally gassed and winded because the transport, um, transportation of oxygen, it takes several months for somebody to accumulate enough, um, like, uh, 
endurance basically to, um, withhold, you know, handle that. So when you're up in the mountains, like let's say you're skiing or something like that, you, even though it's cold and you're probably, um, not thinking about drinking a lot of water, it's really easy to get dehydrated really quickly, um, just by that elevation. That's a really good point. And I remember flying into, uh, I think it was Reno and then going to the Tahoe show. I remember getting off the airplane and I went to the hotel and I, my abdomen was like super tight and, um, I had been drinking water on the airplane, but I, I had never put my body in a situation where I was dealing with altitude. Um, like we landed and we were in a higher elevation and I remember just the whole weekend, just chugging water the whole time and my body just like couldn't catch up. So there, like you said, the respiratory system and being able to handle the altitude with your cardiovascular training, um, and the water, like Amy said, everybody's body is so different. Um, so yeah, interesting point. The next one is, uh, padding. So our joints, um, they actually utilize uh, or their the impact of our joints is uh, softened by some uh, fluid within our, you know, our, our joints. So water does help to kind of fill up these sacs that prevent our bones from hitting each other um, when we're doing any type of walking. Um, it's in between your vertebrae and your spine. So uh, it does help with cushioning between um, active joints, but also other bones within our skeletal system so that we're not feeling pain um, as we're moving. And then the very last one is regulating and primarily like temperature. So think of it as your cooling system from your body. If you're in a hot climate, uh, it's very similar to, you know, how a radiator works. There's cooling. Uh, cooling fluid which is the blood and that comes from the engine to the radiator where the heat can be dissipated so those are the functions and then let's go into the probably the most uh, (laughs) captivating part of this is how can it help you with weight loss yes so um i so why water may help with weight loss is a couple reasons so it does make you feel fuller Um, So sometimes it can curb appetite um, by helping your just system get uh, cues that you are, your belly is full. So, uh, and also water is a good replacement for any type of um, calorie drink because you are getting that same reaction of being filled up without the additional calories. So that's always something I think a lot of us in this lifestyle, we pay close attention to. Um, and there have been some speculate speculations that water can increase metabolism as well. I don't know any particular studies offhand, um, but that is one thing that people make a lot of recommendations on. Um, uh, actually, a study found, uh, it was a few years back, they did a study and found that if you drank 500 milliliters of water, your body would use 24% more calories for 60 minutes after drinking water. So I take that back. There is a study right there. Um, and the researchers figured that it was because of changes, changes in osmo, osmolarity. Um, so that's the distribution of water within your cells by drinking water. Um, 
that it actually made the body expend a little bit more energy, um, bringing everything back into balance. So the addition of the water, you know, water does diffuse between the cells and that energy, extra energy expenditure, bringing back into um, a hydrated body and balance, they attributed some of that calorie burn too. So um, indirectly, it can be beneficial for weight loss. Yeah. And I think that study too pointed out that the people that drink water before every meal also consumed less calories, if I'm not mistaken. So again, that idea of like feeling more full um, and a mm-hmm. lot of times hunger can be masked by uh, just being thirsty. So if you satisfy your thirst and make sure you're hydrated before thinking about, you know, tapping into that uh, first to make sure that, you know, maybe it's just that I'm dehydrated. So maybe I need some fluids and kind of taking care of that before you go ahead and eat a meal. Um, you'd be yeah. less likely to consume Overconsume on calories as well. So, yeah, and it, yeah, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say anecdotally for me, I do notice like that sometimes when um, we're going on like a road trip or driving and I'm not drinking as much water, uh, I do feel more hungry. Or if I'm really busy, like I'm at a show and I'm not paying attention to my water intake, um, anytime that I'm below my average uh, liquid intake, I do feel more hungry. Um, so I, that's just my, from my personal experience. Yeah, absolutely. So how much water do you actually need? Uh, the average human needs about three liters, which is 101 ounces of fluids per day. And that obviously varies from person to person. I like to use the medical model, um, especially in bodybuilding where it's one fluid ounce per pound of body weight. I find that that works well because you need more than the standard person because you're Mm -hmm. exercising and through your sweat and temperature regulation, you're going to, um, you know, get rid of a lot more, not only water, but also electrolytes as well. So, uh, do you want to talk about kind of what we get from foods and then, um, what we should consume at least as the minimum for beverages and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for, uh, let me see. Here I have the So Okay. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I got you. I found it. Um, So depending on a person's individual diet, you will have about 34 ounces or a liter of water that will come from food, Uh, especially things, foods that contain a lot of water like veggies, fruit, um, prepared oatmeal, yogurt, all of those things have liquids in it already. Um, and that leaves, you know, for the average person, about two liters to get from beverages. I know a lot of people here, the eight cups of water a day, um, which, you know, equates to 64 ounces is um, a general rule for the population to stay hydrated. Um, but like Amy said, there are a lot of factors that can determine how much water you need to take, whether you're an athlete, how old you are, um, your health status, if you're pregnant. So um, it's, you know, we take the general rules and then we modified based on the individual. Yep. Very good. So I would say, you know, you can, you can probably gauge that 0.5 to 
one ounce of water per pound of body weight is good. So if a person's 150 pounds, they're going to be consuming, you know, 150 ounces or maybe even mm-hmm. 75. It's somewhere in that range, depending on, like you said, your age, your activity level, and then your health status. So let's go on into some things that can possibly dehydrate us um, because we know that, you know, before exercise, we need to make sure that we're getting in a sufficient amount of water. A recommendation would be like 34 ounces or a liter. And then after exercise, same thing, a liter or 34 ounces. And mm-hmm. then additionally throughout the, d- um, the day, you know, maybe like a couple, one to two cups of water uh, roughly with each meal. So that's four ounces, not an eight ounce glass. <laughs> Correct. Those of you that yeah. aren't, you know, from the United States, we we deal with everybody else deals with things in liters, and we are the only weirdos that deal in ounces. So, <laughs> one cup is four ounces. That's a good point. I'm glad you've mentioned that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so for dehydration, um, a lot of people we look at uh, things with caffeine to be dehydrating. So caffeine does increase fluid output. Um, so, you know, if you do drink some coffee or you have an energy drink, you may notice that you need to use the restroom, um, a little bit more frequently than if you were just drinking water. So, um, there, they have done a study though, where researchers asked men to drink either four cups of coffee or four cups of water. And though the coffee drinkers they produced a little bit more urine over the 24 hours they were actually found to be no less uh so they weren't dehydrated in comparison to the water drinkers um and they've also done the same type of research with soda as well or pop whatever you want to call it (laughs) um so basically you know a cup of coffee, tea, or, um, you know, any type of beverage is just as hydrating for you technically as drinking water. Um, as prep lifers, the thing that we look at the most is the calorie intake. And we do want to pay attention to our, um, our, our electrolytes as well, too, making sure that, you know, if you are drinking a lot of water, I know, Sometimes one thing that people run into is, um, you know, sodium is low because we're eating a lot of whole foods. We're cooking our foods ourselves. Maybe we're not salting as much. We're drinking a copious amount of water. And sometimes our electrolytes can be a little bit off. Um, So making sure that you are utilizing like uh, Himalayan salt or sea salt or for a lot of times if I have a client that's complaining that their energy is super low or they're just not feeling like themselves, I'll recommend that they go get a liter of electrolyte water um, or smart water and drink that. And most of the times they come back telling me that they're feeling a little bit better. So just a tip, if you are feeling a little bit sluggish, um, being dehydrated can make you feel sluggish, but also having your electrolytes off can do the same thing as well. Yep. And you can kind of tell if you're dehydrated just by actually looking at your pee, uh, it's going to be pretty much clear if you're overly hydrated, um, or if you're very sufficiently, and then it's going to be very dark, uh, closer to the brown on the very, very dehydrated end. Um, you know, the darker the color of urine, either yellow or orangish, uh, color is going to be mean that you're a little bit more dehydrated than you need to be. 
And so yeah. you just have to make sure that if you live in a climate that is hot and dry, you really need to monitor your urine probably. Uh, and then those that have like demanding jobs where um, drinking water is difficult. So I know a lot of my nurses that are my clients, they mm-hmm. are not allowed to have, you know, beverages out. And if they're, you know, having a mask for a 12 hour shift or something like that, then it can be problematic. Um, I yeah. think, you know, hopefully the healthcare system is getting better about like not shaming nurses when, you know, they have to take like food breaks and drink breaks. But sometimes it seems like there's this hidden culture of just like a badge of honor where we go like for hours without eating and drinking and that's not the best for you but um, something that you have Mm -hmm. to keep in mind if that is your work environment and then um, people who are exercising out in those conditions really have to keep a close eye on that I know that um, you know even in the professional ranks of like football where they have all the pads on and um, it's hot they'll they'll kind of monitor their urine and um, give them the banana bags like the IVs if mm-hmm. their you know urine starts to get discolored and then people are, who are pregnant or nursing obviously need um, to really watch that and then elderly as well yeah that's a good point and some other random things that I think um, maybe people don't realize like we sometimes use dry saunas for uh, recovery and the again it's assimilating heat so that can also be dehydrating sometimes after i take a epsom salt bath i feel super thirsty and i think um that's part of like the osmolarity that we're talking about where if the water in the bath has a lot of salt in it um you know the the body is leaving or releasing some water to help balance out the liquid levels um, that's totally my assumption based off of like some chemistry that I took a couple years ago. Um, but I do feel super thirsty after that. So I always try and make sure that I drink plenty of water as well. Um, are there any other random things that you can think of that would be dehydrating? Uh, not necessarily dehydrating. Um, I just, I know that with us as athletes, like, it's something that we're really you have to make sure that you're you're monitoring heavily and like you had mentioned with the electrolytes a lot of times people will complain of like a headache or they're mm-hmm. lethargic they have muscle cramping things like yes. that so just be aware that those are signs of dehydration and a lot of times I mean this is just a anecdotal thing that I will do if I know someone's electrolytes are super low and they're displaying those signs, I'll have them melt a bouillon cube um, just to give them that boost. And mm-hmm. especially if someone's on a high fat, low carb diet, because carbs hold a lot more water. Um, yes. So you're excreting a lot of sodium at a very rapid rate. So a lot of times people don't realize how much salt they need, especially on a high fat diet uh, mm-hmm. with low carbs. So uh, sometimes I'll I'll do the bouillon cube and it's a total game changer for people. And then um, just another side note that something that happened to me was I was traveling and I had forgotten to, I had pre-measured all of my food and I had forgotten to salt the food and I started displaying some of these signs and 
um, I immediately uh, realized that I hadn't salted any of my foods when I was mm. pre-packaging them or um, putting them in uh, Ziplocs and things like that. So I I went to the store, got a bouillon cube, and I felt so much better. So there um, you go. It's not for everybody, but it it is something that like if you are in like an emergent state of really severe dehydration, um, you know, we don't run marathons or things like that, but things can get pretty hairy if you're in, especially a climate that's extremely hot and you're excessively sweating and doing a, a pretty intense training session. So yes, just food yeah, really good points. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And then the only other thing is just remember what we said about digestion. Don't overdo it with the water. I know it's kind of yes. a, a mind trick to like try to fill your belly up with some water before a meal, but just remember that it does dilute also the digestive enzymes. So, you know, everything has a, a happy balance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, just keep that in mind when you're, you know, trying to slog around with a belly full of water so that your <laughs> hangriness isn't so intense. <laughs> yes, so true. And I sometimes have people that have a hard time with tracking their water. And I find it's kind of different for everybody. Sometimes uh, just having you know, like a set amount of water bottles filled up at the beginning of the day and like being able to say, okay, I drank two of these by noon. I have two more to drink by the end of the day, like knowing where your mark is and then setting it out. So it's available to you. Um, because the worst thing is at the end of the day, trying to like, you want to hit that water mark and you want to drink all of your water for the day and chugging a bunch of water before bed. Um, I actually try and, cut off my water intake uh, if I, maybe like two hours before bed and slow down my water intake like towards the end of the day so that I'm not getting disrupted sleep by having to wake up and go to the bathroom. So just another tip as well too while you're starting to track uh, your hydration. Yeah, and some tips for the people that are not water drinkers and that are just getting acclimated to the prep life. One thing that I did when I was first starting out as I would buy the gallon jugs of water just to see a visual of how much water I was intaking so mm -hmm. that, um, you know, it was measurable and I wasn't just like filling up my cup and not really knowing just, I mean, it was data versus, you know, just kind of guessing. And then the right. other trick that I have is just a straw is a game changer, especially mm -hmm. if you're not a water drinker, it comes down a lot faster through a straw rather than tipping your cup. Um, you can get one of those big bubba cups with the straw. I use a Yeti right now that um, I buy the sports attachment that has the straw just so I can get things down. And um, I mean, I personally enjoy a little bit of Mio. I know it's probably not the greatest. Uh, they have the stir, which is with the Stevia enhancer. But if water is not tasting the greatest, sometimes I'll put some water enhancer in there. And then um, some other things to just know is make sure your water is filtered and that you're changing out your filter, either if it's on your refrigerator. Um, I don't even know if people use Brita's anymore, but um, a lot <laughs> of people have those big canisters. Uh, mm -hmm. Just make sure that you're frequently changing out the filter because I noticed, you know, when it's been longer than it should be over a couple months, my water filter is so heavy when we take it out and put a new one in. It's crazy how wow. quickly it gets 
clogged up. So don't don't go too long without without changing it out. And I would recommend to you drinking out of glass or uh, you know a steel aluminum. yeah aluminum yeah. Um, cup just for less endocrine disruptors. So avoid plastics yes. at all costs. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Awesome. Okay, well that about wraps it up with our. Say it one more time, just for the listeners. Our water topic today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And we would just love it if you gave us any sort of feedback or suggestions. So you can find us on Instagram at Prep Life Podcast or at Glam Girl Bikini. Please feel free to DM us with questions that you have. Uh, you know, comment on this episode if you liked it or if you have feedback for us to improve. And we would love it if you tagged us on your stories as well. If you would like to apply for the team for coaching to uh, get your unicorn prep that's unique to you and your goals, you can go to glamgirlbikini.com and hit the Get Started button to apply. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Inger, signing off with my fabulous co-host. And this is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. Thanks for listening, guys.